finding yourself in distraction mode more and more lately? I know I've had to fight it harder than ever this year. Now, it is true there's a vast global industry dedicated to distracting us because our attention is the very resource they're exploiting for profit. But what if the reason for giving in to distraction isn't what you think? Hello, hello, friends and lovely subscribers. I am your host, Linda Lopek, also known around the world as Smart Start Coach. Welcome to Smart Start's mini podcast, where I share binge-worthy business advice in five minutes or less to help you dramatically improve your business results as you pursue independence through entrepreneurship. This is Business Genius, episode 405, The Truth About Distraction. You're listening to Business Genius with host and Smart Start founder, Linda Lopek. Giving in to distraction when I'm supposed to be working didn't used to be a problem for me. Until this year. One day, not long ago, I just let it take over my day. And didn't I find this gem of an article by Oliver Berkman in The Imperfectionist, his new twice-monthly email on productivity, mortality, the power of limits, and building a meaningful life in an age of bewilderment. By the way, you might want to sign up for it on oliverberkman.com. I promise you it's really good. In his article, The Truth About Distraction, Oliver makes several important points worth noting. First, the way we talk about distraction, especially digital distraction, has changed a lot in recent years. Before, most people thought of resisting distraction as a matter of willpower, of training your brain to focus, setting personal rules for when to check your phone, your email, and so on, with the implication being that if you failed, you were an ill-disciplined loser. But now that more of us understand how the attention economy works, we see things differently. And on some level, we know that when we visit certain websites and scroll through social media, their goal is to keep us there as long as possible, to track our every move and continue assaulting our eyeballs over and over in attempts to sell whatever we seem most susceptible to buying. We know this. We accept it as a price of participation. But as Oliver writes, the problem with this framing is that it characterizes distraction as a war between the individual and nefarious outside forces. There you are, longing to concentrate on your work and your family, when along comes Mark Zuckerberg and his evil social media platform to lure you away against your will. This ignores something crucial about the experience of distraction, which is that you don't get dragged away against your will. You surrender willingly. It's a relief to turn from the unpleasantness of a, a challenging work task or a moment of boredom while caring for a child to scroll through your phone instead. If there is a war for our attention, as we're often told, our role often seems to be that of collaborators with the enemy. So why would it feel so unpleasant to do something you do care about that you'd prefer to seek out distractions, which by definition are things you don't care about? Oliver says the answer at the most general level is that you're fleeing a disturbing emotional experience, some kind of unwelcome reminder of your status as a limited and finite human. 
Meaningful work stretches you, bringing you up against the edge of your talent. Difficult conversations are difficult because you don't get to control how they'll unfold. Boredom descends whenever you wish something was happening other than what's happening or not happening now and can't do anything about it. In all such cases, the mysterious entity the poet Mary Oliver calls the intimate interrupter, that self within the self that whistles and pounds on the door panels, is urging you to distract yourself as a way to escape a negative feeling. Mark Zuckerberg just found an especially cunning way to take advantage when you do so. This is why most anti-distraction hacks, web blocking apps, noise-canceling headphones, personal rules, never seem to work very well. They involve denying yourself access to the places you usually go for relief from emotional unpleasantness. But they don't address the unpleasantness itself. They're not entirely useless, but if you can't bear the fact that a given activity causes discomfort, shutting down social media won't solve that problem. You'll just find something else to do to avoid the unpleasantness instead. And certainly, that has been my experience. But it's what Oliver said next that really got to me. All of which points to a more fundamental solution to distraction, one that's incredibly simple but not at all easy. Just stop expecting hard, important, meaningful things to feel constantly comfortable and pleasant. Consider the possibility that mild discomfort, butterflies in your stomach, a sense of difficulty, a moment of boredom, might simply be the price of doing the things you care about. So I challenge you to think about that. Just how tiny does the feeling of being challenged or tired, or bored, while doing something you really want to do is enough to send you down the rabbit hole of social media. Be honest, it often doesn't take a lot. The good news is we can feel the urge and just look at it without acting on it. That's when we can remind ourselves that sometimes doing important work just feels really hard. And that's okay, because of course it does. That's what makes it our most important work. Until next time, this is Smart Start Coach Linda Lopek here to help you grow your business genius and love your work, whatever it may be. Join us. I'd love to help you build your dream. Find more ways to unleash your business genius at smartstartcoach.com.